This is K-Pop Sunday brought to you by your K-Pop Sundays before you have to go back to work on Monday. We are your hosts, Old R. Min. And JR. Hello, and welcome back to a new episode of our podcast. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. While we have similar music tastes to each other, if you listen to any of our individual playlists on Spotify, you notice that the music is a little bit different and tends to line up with our personalities, so you get a little sprinkle of what each of us likes in there. (laughs) So for today, each of us have picked an EP or album that we want another one of us to listen to. So for instance, I have made a pick for JR and a different one for Uldar, but I don't know who I'm presenting my song pick to yet, because we're gonna spin a wheel and that is what we will be doing right now. So how this will work is that one of us is going to spin the Wheel of Doom and draw a name and announce which EP or album we're going to give to that person. And if that person already knows this group, they're going to pick something else, because backups are always needed. (laughs) And then we are going to do a little time skip and go listen to the music that was chosen and then reconvene and say if we liked it or not. Well, this was originally my idea, so let me explain the parameters of this little experiment. We're not allowed to choose solo artists, so it has to be a group consisting of at least two members. No singles, it has to be an EP or an album. The album can't be longer than an hour, but if you do choose an album, the person listening does not have to listen to the entire thing. And lastly, this one was optional if you have a TV show appearance, just to kind of have a taste of how the members interact with each other and just their personalities also present that as something to watch. So that's the general idea. Why don't we spin the wheel and see who gets who? Here we go. Wow. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Okay, so... The first pick is going to go to Old R. Then again, we'll figure out who's two and three. It might be Old R again. Oh! It's Jar. Oh, it's me! I'm shocked. It's you! All right, so that means you are at the end, Min. Okay. Jar second and Min. Yeah. So now I'm going to spin and see who my pick goes to. Ooh! Min is the winner. All right. So, Min, the album I'm going to be presenting to you is KYT's sixth album, Coyote 6, which is an album that was one of my original ones back from 2004. The reason why I selected it for you is that I know you like a lot of dance-type music, and I think some of the music videos will really interest you. There's some a lot of interesting tracks on it. I'm not going to require for you to listen to the whole thing, So I'm going to be picking out certain tracks because I know you don't really like ballads, so I'm just going to skip those entirely. Hell yeah. This was the one album that I saw in Songdo, and I regret it to this day that I did not get it. Because my original copy got damaged real quick because (laughs) everyone liked it. So I kept lending out to more and more people. I was not able to rip all the tracks off of the CD before it got damaged. So there's some songs I don't remember because it's been that long. So you're going to maybe get five tracks tops, I think, is how much I've selected for you. Yeah, five. I'm going to give you five songs from the album. And one of which got a music video recently. Nice. Like, I know of the group and I've heard 
a song here and there. So actually sitting down and listening to their music will be interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This was the first album with the lineup that's currently there today. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So nice. you're also getting you're gonna get kind of an update on who those members. I'm not so familiar with the previous ones before this because this is my first exposure to them back in 2004. So at least you're gonna be on the same boat as me. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to read out the names of the songs that you have picked? So the first track is "Line," which is the first song on the album. The second song is, I believe, the translation is like "Flame." Third one is Disco King. Oh, sounds familiar. <laughs> Sixth one is Never. Then the next one is track 10, Together. And then the last one is track 17, which is called Nonstop Mix. So the last one is a medley, and one of the songs from there recently got a music video. Neat. I will be looking forward to it. Hey, I will be building a playlist for you. So that way you don't have to go hunting. Then there are also clean tracks because the ones that I have from my old album, there's parts where like it skips parts of the album. So that's not really fair to you. So I'm just going to do YouTube. Interesting. Okay, so my Sunbay is Old R. And I actually had a bit of a struggle when I was picking this stuff because... You guys have such a wide knowledge of K-pop. Even if you don't actively listen to the stuff that I listen to, you are aware of them and you also might have come across their music. So a lot of my picks, except for this one that I'm going to give Old R, were groups you already know, but you probably have not listened to the album. But I didn't have to do that with this one unless she has come across this group, which... I'm hoping not. They debuted this year in January. <laughs> I might know because of the year doc. Yeah. So we'll see. The we'll doc. see. I might actually know them. Well, the, the group I picked is a girl group called Primrose, and they debuted with yeah. an EP called Red Moon. Did you listen to it? Yeah. I liked it. Okay. Never mind. Do you have a backup? <laughs> I have a backup. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It's you know, I, I, I was hoping, I was trying you know, to be, I was like, I'm going to be it. serious about this. <laughs> but okay, that's fine. All right. Like I said, the other one is an EP that came out, I believe, in 2016, possibly 2017. And that's Winner's Exit Movement. It had the title track Sentimental, I believe was the title track. I'm on Melon right now. Gotcha. Uh, you said 20... I believe it was 2016. It was part of what was supposed to be a series similar to Big Bang's Made. Exit E? Yeah. Exit E movement. You've never heard it? I'm double checking. Hang on. Okay. No, I have not heard it. Oh, we are. Okay, cool, cool. I've listened to their later stuff. <laughs> okay, that's what I was hoping in that case. Yeah, so Exit E Movement was part of a bigger series, or was supposed to be part of a bigger series, similar to Made, how each album came out M-A-D-E. It was supposed to be E-X-I-T, but that never happened. Nam Taehyun eventually left, and like the whole thing was essentially scrapped. But this first EP, I have always been a really big fan of. It actually has a couple of solos on it, and a duet, if I remember correctly. So, yeah. I also have a variety appearance for you. And this is one of my favorite variety show appearances ever. The winner had a show called Half Moon Friends, and they essentially ran a daycare. 
It has <gasps> some of the cutest content you will ever encounter on the internet. So I have the first episode for you here. If you like it, I think it had, I don't think it had even 10 episodes. I could be wrong, but it's been a while since I've seen it. So yeah, that is my pick for you. Hey, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I probably overdid this a little bit. <laughs> so you guys will just have to suffer. I'm excited though for your <laughs> picks. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So my Sunday was JR. I have a habit of just spamming our personal Discord with music whenever I find it, whenever I'm like, oh, I think somebody would enjoy this. So this is one of those picks. So I posted it like a couple of years ago. So I am hoping that you just didn't listen to it. Because <laughs> when I post music in our Discord, I never expect anybody to actually listen to it. It's more just like, oh. Just to preface, though... I have found some groups or soloists I really like from you doing that. <laughs> so we don't <laughs> know. Yeah. I might have seen it. Yes. But I still think this group is maybe going to be your vibe. But they've also done a couple of OSTs. Mm. And I just assume that you've watched every drama. <laughs> so there is chances that you've actually heard there before. But who knows? Anyway, the album that I recommended is Tusi's Reworks from 2022. Before I talk about the album, let's just do a little rundown of the group, because it's actually more of a band called Toosie. They debuted in 2020 as a five-member group, though one person has left the group, but they then got replaced. So they are still a five-member group, just as a slightly different lineup. Mm -hmm. Their fandom name is From A, because, you know, From A, Toosie. <laughs> ah, big brain move right there. Their official color is illuminating yellow, and their music style is more pop rock than K-pop, mm. but still, they count. Mm -hmm. The reason why I chose their album Reworks is because it is a best-of album with their earlier songs just reworked to fit their current style and lineup a little bit better, so it features their debut single, my First Hero, as well as other earlier singles like Doctor and 1822, which is really fun. <laughs> and the album itself is like 20 minutes. I think you will enjoy all of the songs. But a couple of other songs that I would recommend that doesn't appear on this record would be Like a Movie, because that's their most recent release mm -hmm. from 2023. It's cute, funky, and I think you'll have a good time. I'd also recommend Back, Back, Back from this year and I Know from 2021 because these MVs pretty much show the dudes just being losers and vibing. <laughs> One of the music videos is more focused on them on tour. A another music video is just self-made by the members. Mm. So it's, it's fun and you can see more of their personality through these videos. And then also their song just turn the camera on. It's also a fun time that I think you would enjoy listening to from what I know of your music tastes. <laughs> and since the group kind of came out right before the pandemic, because I'm pretty sure they debuted in January of 2020, oh. so they did... They, they had a rough go of it. <laughs> they did a lot of covers on their YouTube, so some of my favorite covers of theirs would be their cover of Sunmi's Tale, Red Velvet's Psycho and GOT7's Not By The Moon. They have done other non-K-pop covers too, but I think you'll find them a fun. 
And I also added a vlog because they've done like radio interviews for Arirang and mm. also appeared on like music shows and whatnot. But I struggled finding like, here is them on a show show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you get a vlog. <laughs> okay. And some music videos. I am very excited. So that's what I picked for you. Good luck mm. with that. Thank you. Thank you. All of their music is on Spotify, mm. and also I linked to all the YouTube things, so you cool. You can knock yourself out with that. The Min knows me so well; she knows I like bands. <laughs> yes. Uh, cool. I may have a little spoiler. The groups that I chose for both of you were bands, very different <laughs> cool. bands, but both of them were bands. <laughs> nice. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah, because I know that you guys like weird things. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Cool, cool, cool. I'm not going to tell you guys what other options. No. I'm going to use them. I was going to use them next year. Yes, yes. Yeah. If we do it again, then we have. Mm -hmm. Although, I was thinking next year might be fun to do a solo artist edition. Where we're not allowed to use groups and just solo artists. Yeah, that was really hard because I had so many solo artists. Mm -hmm. Like, I wanted to recommend to men. I'm like, (laughs) they would love this album where, like, JR would freak out if she heard this and it's like yeah wait i know and i'm the one that came up with the parameters for this and i had completely forgotten them by the time (laughs) that i came around to picking my artists and i looked down and i was like 90 percent of these are solo artists i need to rework everything (laughs) so yeah i think that's everything we're gonna do our little homework and reconvene in maybe like two three weeks and talk about what we think of each other's picks Hell yeah. All right. It'll be a little while for you. A long while for us. Okay. Four weeks later and we're back. So let's just go back to the top of the round and start sharing our experience with the music that we were given. Min, why don't you go first? Yeah. So just to repeat, the album that I was given was Coyote's 2004 album, Coyote 6. Oldar did make me a selected playlist of songs, since the album is a little bit longer than the perimeters we set, but I did listen to the entirety of the album just to get the full experience. It has a total of 17 tracks and spans a little bit over an hour in total. It was a very enjoyable experience, though the tonal shifts from upbeat songs to ballades songs at times felt a bit odd, not overly jarring to the whole listening experience, but it was still like, hmm, that's a choice. So if you (laughs) like electro dance music, this is definitely worth a listen. As said before, this album came out in 2004, but it does not really sound like a 2000s album. It sounds very much more like a 90s electro dance album, which is very much the group's vibe, and it's also the vibe that I personally like them the best in. So don't go into it thinking it's going to be like Boa's My Name or Shinwo's Brand New and the other contemporary songs of the time, because it is not that. Except like two songs towards the end of the album. It's a little bit more in the early 2000s vibe, but not like, it's not the same. They're doing their own thing and we love them for it. Also, (laughs) last tangent before I actually go in talking about the songs Soldar picked out for me. If you want to listen to this album on Spotify specifically, this album is listed under KYT, because that's what they were promoting as. And I don't believe every single 
album is on Spotify, but there are newer releases from last year and a couple of others. And their second album is listed under Peyote, written in English, in all caps. The actual group debut album is listed under the Korean spelling of the name. So if you want to like sit down and listen to all of the albums chronologically, it will be difficult on Spotify. <laughs> So how fun with that? Yeah, they so they put Passion and Coyote Six together, but not what is happening? Who did this? Because <laughs> I don't usually go on Spotify, so I miss all this drama. I'm just like I'm just doing YouTube because they figure you out. But this is stupid. Who did this? I I think it's also because they went under different names via their different agencies at some point. It's a whole mess. That we can suss out for like a different thing, but yeah, you 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 just gotta get creative to find them. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Also, again, another tangent. I love the twenty twenty three comebacks because they were not on the list. I just want to say that I also delved into that. Good, good soup. Good. <laughs> so jumping into the tracks that old are specifically pointed out in my direction we start with track number one line being the opening track of the album it's a electro pop bop and it does a good job of preparing you for the upcoming vibe of the album next up is track number two flame we're just giving tetris vibes this one has a music video and it's a compilation video of behind the scenes content from their promotional period for this album so like Clips from their live performances, them backstage, getting their makeup done, at photo shoots, traveling. Very cute. Always fun seeing them be dorky around each other. Also, Shinji's fashion of this time was OP. I love the baseball cap with the curly hair poking out of the back. It's just, oh, so good. The super tight tops in like odd neon colors, chunky accessories, being tanned. It was a good time. <laughs> Next up was Disco King. And when I think of Coyote, this is the vibe that is playing in my head. Because the MV is... I think it might have been a phone commercial, too. Or they got sponsored by some phone company. Because it is a very flip phone forward. This is not a complaint. It's just noticeable. But it's set in a club. And the members are just... Having a good time at the club being dorky. Love that for them. And it's actually one of the few K-pop music videos I've seen that has used a nightclub setting where it looks like the extras are actually kind of enjoying themselves. (laughs) Because there's so many music videos setting clubs where all of the partygoers look like they would rather be anywhere else. (laughs) So that was nice, (laughs) seeing them... Having a group of people actually having fun. Also, there's a dude in the background spending LPs. It's great. Shinji's fashion was also top tier. I know I don't really mention the boys' fashion because it is 2000s men's fashion and it's just kind of, eh, I like it. But I love the women. (laughs) Women's fashion of the time was (laughs) iconic. Next track up was track number six, Never. It is giving all the drama that I like. It's giving all the drama that I enjoy. I would have loved to hear this live when they were in this era because Shinji's dramatic singing must have been even more intense live 
And I'm upset that I didn't get to experience that for myself. Because that would have been amazing. <laughs> the next track was track 10, Together. Which, everyone needs to watch this music video. Because when I think of K-pop summer music videos, this is exactly the vibe that I think of. It's sunny, it's happy, it has dancing, power poses, and just not taking themselves too seriously at all. The English rapping in this is great. The dance is just too good. I love it. It's great. I wish we could bring this kind of vibe back for the summer releases. <laughs> it was a grand all time. <laughs> and then there is the last track of the album, track number 17, Nonstop Mix. This is the finale of the album and is the longest track on the album by far, sitting at seven and a half minutes. It is a remix of iconic songs that Coyote covered and put their own flair to. So it is three songs, and the first part of the mix is a cover of Park Sung Min's 1995 hit, Jeans Lady? Lady Jeans? I think you're right that it's Jeans Lady, because it's Jeans Lady. I guess she, yeah, that is literally, that is, okay. Not the weirdest title name that came out that year, but. I couldn't find any official translations of it, so jeans lady it is. We are deciding it. This one gave me the weirdest flashback to kindergarten, and I will not be explaining further. <laughs> and that was my entire opinion of the song. It is good, but it gives me weird vibes. <laughs> the next part of the remix was Storm which is a cover of Rumor's single of the same name. It's also very dramatic. 10 out of 10. Love it. And then, at the very end of the remix, there is Now, which I personally was first introduced to via Sai and Hwasa's 2022 cover of it. And I loved it. So then, hearing it from 2004 by Coyote, I was like, oh, this is really good. Love it. And then... I heard it from Soul Family, doing it back in 1987. The shoulder pads were shoulder padding, and <laughs> the choreography was wonderful. And then ending this whole train up with When the Rain Begins to Fall by Jermaine Jackson and Pia Sidora was a journey. Because I, being the filthy European that I am, and also very much not alive in the 80s, had not actually heard the, the original English version of the song. So it was good. I'm just very conditioned to the Korean version of it. <laughs> so it feels a little bit weird, but bangers all the way down. To what I could figure out, Soul Family were the first to do a Korean version of the song. Or at the very least, it is the one that... Both Coyote and later Psy covered, because it is very reminiscent of each other, and it's also where the name seems to come from, from what I could gather. But again, all bangers. So the very final song that Oldar recommended me, because we have now gone through Coyote 6, the album, but she recommended an extra song, Being Storm, which if you are paying attention, I've already kind of talked about. I said a full sentence, almost, about it. And the reason being is because we're going to talk about the version of Storm that came out in 2023. 
So, over the last couple of years, Kiori has been releasing more and more music together. And in 2023, they had a recipe project where they remade some old songs, and one of them being Storm. This one also got a music video, which is showing a really fun take on the original vibes of the song. And I really enjoyed the art direction they used for their limited sets. All of the tiny little details were really cute. I enjoyed the aesthetic of it all. They made good choices with what they had to do. And for it being not a comeback, it was nice to see that actually getting a music video and like a little bit of love and care for something that isn't a comeback. Because in K-pop, anything that isn't a comeback usually gets dirt. <laughs> then for non-music related things, Oldar gave me two clips to watch. The first clip is a music bank interview from when they were promoting Go, and I absolutely love how the hosts made them feel incredibly old. Mm -hmm. It's just great. <laughs> Oldar didn't recommend this, but I'd also really recommend watching the actual music bank stage for Go, because it's just really fun, and the set design and everything about it is wonderful, and in the interview they mention the ending fairy and seeing the ending fairy, very good, very cute. Love that for them. <laughs> like, there's this kind of ten, not really a tension, like, there's this kind of back and forth between Shinji and Jungmin. And mm -hmm. she very clearly runs the show because she's like the original member, the only one still around. But then her and Jungmin, like, there's a lot of Tom and Jerry with them. Yeah. <laughs> and then Becca is just there vibing. You know that one meme? where it's like two people are fighting and then there's someone in the foreground who's just like making like a peace sign. That's yeah. that's KYT. <laughs> I love that for them. Then the second clip was one of their own YouTube videos, actually. It was a talk box episode, so kind of like a Q&A. And it has English subtitles, which I love. I wish more of their YouTube videos had English subtitles. Young men not remembering any of their songs is a vibe. It's literally me with our show. I don't know what's going on. I also just show up. So I relate. <laughs> uh, and yeah, getting a look at their group dynamic was really nice. And also listening to how these people kind of became friends, even though they did not like each other at all at the start. That was a beautiful story. Lovely. And also learning more about their backstory being told from the people making said backstory themselves. Wonderful. And yeah, they have a really fun... <laughs> a fun dynamic. Love them for that. Then the, the final section, of which I don't know how to jump into, is... Guess what's the giver's favorite track? So I have to try to guess which track is Olar's favorite off of this record. And I am absolutely horrible at guessing. Whenever I recommend music, I just <laughs> throw as much on the wall and hope that at least one of them stick. So, <laughs> I don't really know, but I would guess either Disco King, because it's psychotic, or Time, which is one of the tracks on the album. I didn't write down which one specifically, but it's not one of the ones that I talked about. I just remember listening to it and being like, oh, that sounds like something you'd like. Uh, you were correct. I do actually like Time and Disco King the best. 
Hell yeah! That's awesome. This is the album that it's like when I was in Songdo because I'd lost the physical copy years ago because that was one of those that was borrowed so much early on when I first started getting into K-pop that it became the first one to be majorly damaged to where oh. I don't even remember all the tracks anymore. So, mm. but so I saw that Songdo and I'm like, oh, should I get it or do I already have enough CDs? I regret so much that I never went back and got it. I have so oh. much regret. Oh. <laughs> but yes, you are correct. And I'm glad that you enjoyed it because I was like, some parts of KYT, I feel like that is absolutely men's vibe. <laughs> and you would never listen to an album from this era, I feel like. Like this this very specific, very early second gen, very late first gen album, I didn't think you would ever listen to. So I'm like, this has a chance. Yeah, I I am horrible at actually listening to albums. I am very much a person that listens to the main like single, like the main title track mm-hmm. of the thing, and it's like, right, yeah, that's right. it. I'm good. <laughs> I'm trying to get better about it, but um, <laughs> yeah. oh, <laughs> but yeah, it was a good listen. It was a nice use of an hour and like I think it's an hour and seven minutes or something. I had to give you a real heads up with the last song because I'm like this is a marathon so get comfortable (laughs) it didn't feel that long honestly it doesn't yeah the beginning still just made me feel a certain way and i i don't know i don't know man i don't know (laughs) but the other two bangers is very good 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 pick now you understand me a bit better because this is one of like my top albums now that i have monologued old r what about you what was your music journey like? So, just a reminder, JR gave me Winner's Exit Movement E, and I have a lot of thoughts about this, because I feel like it is <laughs> very different to the rest of their discography. And I found that out, because after listening to this, I'd been familiar with Winner's music, but I didn't really you know, like, I'm gonna sit down and listen to everything they've done all in one go, which I did, <laughs> because... This album made me very upset. So the (laughs) first track is called Baby Baby, which is also the title track. And I am not fond of this song. So it sounds like it was trying Mm. to be a Big Bang song from late in their discography. And I get that the idea of Exit Movement E was inspired by Big Bang's Maid, but the music on this sounds like it as well. And I don't like that it doesn't sound like what I would expect from Winner. The music video especially hammers this in, and it's kind of awkward, whereas Big Bang went through a lot of styles and you could see the progression over time. This feels like it was just thrown to the public out of nowhere. And I get that Winner's audience can skew older, but this was so early on in their career that it felt out of place. So I was just like, ugh! (laughs) If it had come from Big Bang, like, listening to, like, The Maid Project, I probably wouldn't have blinked an eye at it. But hearing another group have that style and knowing like they were in the same company and everything, it just felt very awkward. I know that a lot of people are fond of this song, but I am not one of them. But I'm also someone who I'm very specific on what eras of Big Bang I like. And the Made project, I understood. I was like, oh, okay. Like it's, you know, another project that shows their growth as artists, but it wasn't my favorite of theirs, which I know a lot of people would be upset by. (laughs) Anyway. The second track that was on this, though, was Sentimental, which was also apparently another title track. And I already like this song, and I used to have the MV on in the background when I was working on stuff. And I totally forgot about it, and who did it until now? 
So JR reintroduced me to a song I'd forgotten about, so thank you. Side note, <laughs> Krunk made an appearance here, and I didn't spot him before this, mm-hmm. so that was kind of a nice Easter egg. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, I know this song. So th- apparently that was like the only song I'd ever heard of them as five, like before Nam Tae Hyun Oh, left. really? So apparently this was huh. the only song I knew of Winner from that time. The rest of them were post him. So that's also very strange. The third song is Immature, and I think it's fine, and I like the band sound of it. The fourth song is I'm Young, which was a Taehyun solo, and at first I liked the ballad, but then they added dialogue and it's jarring because it doesn't blend in with the song, and the dialogue and the sound effects on the song comes from the music video, which it fits in the place of the music video, but I don't think it should have been on the official song. The music video was dramatic and sounded like it was more in line with Baby Baby than the rest of the album. And I have a special feeling of hate in my heart for this song because at one point the dialogue cuts suddenly in and it's really loud. And I was playing Red Dead on mute while listening to this for the first time. And that little jump scare caused me to accidentally shoot a tree. So (laughs) screw this song. The fifth and final song is Pricked which is a song sung by Mino and Taehyun. And it's very chill, and I like the guitar in it. And I like that this is the song that is how Exit E ends. So I feel like it wrapped up really nicely. So this album was released in February 2016, which is after Big Bang's Made Project wrapped up. While I like the idea of it, I didn't like how Winner's take on it was executed. Maybe it's because they only did one and didn't follow through to the end, so it's possible the other three would have been good and might have changed my opinion on this one. However, considering that I believe their next release was really, really... I think you're right. I think so, because I think that's what I thought. (laughs) I think that if they had continued with it, though, the style shift that they got for really, really wouldn't have come if they continued to do it. So with the exception of Baby Baby and I'm Young, I liked it. I looked at who worked on them and wondered if I just didn't like stuff Nam Taehyun worked on, but I like Sentimental and Pricks, so I don't think I have a problem with him. I think it's very specific issues of Baby Baby and I'm Young. Mm-hmm. However, as mentioned earlier, this did cause me to go on a whole odyssey of their discography from beginning until present. I found that I especially liked Everyday, Remember, and Millions. And then I went on another dive, but with Big Bang's late work to compare it to this. So to summarize to me, compared to the rest of their discography, Exit E is the worst in their discography, followed by their debut stuff. However, this got me into Winner more than a few songs I had heard prior, so technically it's a win, because it has me thinking positively of the group. Mm -hmm. Can I interject some stuff before you go on to the next section? Okay. Yeah, so I feel like... A little context is needed for how Winner functioned as a group. They were put together through a reality show. Not put together, but it was Icon versus Winner, and Winner ended up winning. And then they released their debut album, which has a few good tracks on it. It's not like a perfect album by any means, but it does sound quite a bit different than their new stuff. And then there was a two-year gap before this album came out, this mini-album. and. You know, YG did a lot of questionable stuff in terms of the promotion of Winner. 
Like, it, it kind of felt like they hung him out to dry for a while there because they waited so long between releases. And then after this release, Nam Hyun left and they kind of had to reorganize how the group would function. And like you said, Really Really, I believe, came out after that. And I feel like that's when they actually got their footing as a group. So a lot of this was, like you said, it felt very Big Bang-esque. <laughs> Even though the members were writing their own music, it's just there was a lot of strange things that were happening within the group, even outside of the music. And I think that did translate into the songs themselves. So I did want to mention that. Ironically, I also do not like Baby Baby and I'm Young on this album. So oh. we're, we're on the same we're on the same wavelength <laughs> with that. That's wonderful because I was reading the comments and a lot of people love those two songs so much and I'm like, nope, nope. Wait till you hear my opinion. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so speaking of Jira's thoughts, my guess as to her favorite track, I'm going to say might be Pricked because Jira likes more laid back sounding songs, especially if they sound like they're alternative or a ballad. And you are correct. I think I, I think <gasps> ah! in the first season as well, I mentioned this song. It might have been on the Black Day episode. I feel like that would have been a fitting a fitting episode to have this track on. But yeah, I, I really enjoy the song even to this day. Nice. Jarr also requested that I watch the first episode of the show Half Moon Friends, where they're basically teachers for a group of kids between the ages of four and seven. And even though I didn't learn anything new about Winner's dynamic as a group from it, I thought it was cute. And it was fascinating watching the guys learn about classroom management from trial and error. They didn't say the words, but they're like, we need a quiet signal. And then they got like the bell in. It's like, you are slowly <laughs> figuring it out. And that was just entertaining. Mm -hmm. I love any time idols interact with children. I think it's so cute. I think this one in particular is very good because they do have more of like an authoritarian role, but not in like right. a bad way. Because a lot of the time when idols interact with kids, it's in a much less formal setting. So I thought this was a really interesting take on that. Yeah, it was definitely a crash course for them, but I felt like mm -hmm. it also might have been educational to their fans who might have been interested in teaching at like a hogwan or a kindergarten. Mm -hmm. I feel like, because those are the ages that you work with. It was yeah, almost like yeah. a daycare, so. It reminded me a lot of the Hagwon that I taught at. Like, some of those kids reminded me of my students. I'm like, Jar, I cannot watch anymore. <laughs> it's making me sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, making me it's a really anymore. cute show, though. If you had watched through the whole thing, like, I, I'm not saying you have to or anything like that, but it was so endearing and kind of heartbreaking by the time the final episode came around because they're not actually their teachers and they have to go back to idol life and all that. But yeah, it's a really cute yeah. show. I feel like it's also very, you're right, though, comparing it to other shows where I was thinking of Hello Baby. Where the mm -hmm. only one of that that I've watched all the way through was the one Shiny did. And I loved it. It was so sweet. But a lot of them, like, I don't care for, like, the ones that have, like, little babies. I think, like, Girls' Generation had, like, a little baby. And I have no interest in that. Whereas, like, mm. little kid, like, after toddler, before, like, oh, yes, he's off to elementary school. That age is, like, the sweetest, I feel like. So that made it enjoyable to watch. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And, yeah, and now you got me into the group, so... <laughs> except for two songs 
Yeah, so that was a <laughs> win. So, nice. JR, what about you? So Min's pick for me was Toozy, a Korean pop rock band that debuted in 2020. And I won't go into the things that Min has already mentioned, but I do want to highlight the fact that they had a member leave. And it was because he was only contracted through the debut album, which I had never heard of anything like that before, being contracted simply up until the end of like a promotional era. I mean, I guess they're a band. They can do things differently. But I did want to mention that briefly because I thought it was really interesting. Overall, I really like the vibe of this album. The group has a good sound, even if it's reminiscent of other bands. Obviously, there's nothing new under the sun, but I would have liked a bit more of their own flavor in the music. They are a fairly new group, so they're still getting their footing, of course. I'm not going to be too hard on them for that, but there were definitely a handful of tracks that I will be putting in my playlist from there. Okay, so the album is Reworks. And the first track is My First Hero, and this is an upbeat pop rock song. And it sounds like the opening track of a 2000s coming-of-age movie to me, and I love it for that. I especially like the synthetic horn in the verses, and I can definitely see myself putting this in the usual rotation of hype songs. This one was their debut track, I believe, and it's a rework again, of their original debut track, and this time they have, like, the new member and all that. I did not see that they had a new music video for the song, but I did watch the original music video, and they really like their super highly saturated footage, which I'm not mad at it. I kind of liked it. They had a lot of shadows and, like, harsh light, and I think that was kind of cool, but overall, a pretty good track. The next one was Not Bad. It was another fun one with a more like blatantly uplifting message than the last one. It wasn't my favorite track, but it's not a bad one, ironically, at all. <laughs> so the third one is Doctor. This one sounds like it might have a different member on the vocals. I listened to the whole thing like back to back and it sounded like the voice was different. I might be wrong, but usually I feel like it's a hit or miss when you switch up the main vocalist of a song, but I really like this guy's voice as well. Again, it could be the same guy just with like his voice affected in some way. But there's also a rap section in this song, and I thought that it broke through the singing really nicely and just kind of switched it up in a fun way. So, okay, the next track was 25, and from the start of this song, I was like, this one's gonna be my favorite on the album, and I think it's because it kind of sounds like a Boys Like Girls adjacent song. Boys Like Girls is like a I don't think they're from the 90s. I think they were in the 2000s, but they're like a alternative pop rock band from the States. But it felt very close to that era of music. And I just, I really liked it. The synth in the back and the rap kind of brought it back to the current day. And I just thought it was a lot of fun. A lot of their music is just fun. <laughs> but sidestepping that a little bit, the next track was Roulette. And this was my least liked track. And it was because it was just a bit too repetitive for my taste. The rap was probably the best part of it, in my opinion, but I will very likely not be listening to this one again. So 1822 is the second to last song on the album. And by this point, I was just like, all their stuff is so upbeat. Like, there's no real, like, ballads happening here. I'm really enjoying this. Like, it's cool. They have a very specific sound and they're sticking to it. And, you know, I, I, was, I was having a good time. And then finally, 
the seventh track was Keep the Promise. And this song did, you know, come to a point where it's like, okay, this one's a little bit different than the others. It's a bit slower and it sounds like a fan song, which upon looking at the lyrics, I'm inclined to think that it is a fan song because of the messaging. I probably wouldn't re-listen to this one, but it's pretty sweet. It's a sweet song. I liked it. So Min also suggested some of their other tracks. Like a movie, I believe that's their most recent release. And it was also a bit different than the stuff in the Reworks album because it has more of like a retro vibe to it. And the music video was really cute. And again, all the colors were super bright. I really liked this one. The next one was Back, Back, Back. And I also like the vibe of this one. And I think it's simply because there's a horn in the background. I love a good horn in a <laughs> pop song. And, you know, they have implemented it very well in this case. And I also thought that it kind of felt like a Santana song to me a little bit. Like they took Ooh. some inspiration from him. I know, I know. Which is always a nice addition. I feel like that area of music hasn't really been tapped into in k-pop so i thought it was pretty nice a pretty nice addition i also listened to i know and the music video for this one was really funny to me because they have a disclaimer saying that the members are the ones that filmed the video and that this is how they really are and that they'll be like this at concerts and stuff and it's essentially just a multi-cam of them doing really silly stuff on video and having a good time and the song itself is super fun, and they seem to be enjoying themselves, and that's all I can ask for in songs like that. So, yeah. Final one was Turn My Camera On, and I didn't have a whole lot to say about it, but it was a good song. It was pretty fun. So, yeah. Yeah, Min also gave me a video of theirs to watch. It was a vlog, and it was just super wholesome. It was just a cute little video of them prepping for their first ever music show stage, you know, getting up in the morning, going to the hair and makeup shop, going to the stage where they would eventually perform. And, you know, overall, like, it was a fine video, but my issue with it was the editing. <laughs> They had so many cuts, they had so many transitions, and that in and of itself is not bad, but a lot of times they had multiple members film themselves, put those clips right next to each other in like blocks, and then they were talking over each other, and I thought it was a very strange editing choice. But I do appreciate the English subtitles on them, so good on them. Finally, I think Min's favorite track is probably like a movie because it's really cute and upbeat and I think, you know, Min would have liked the music video. But I am also bad at guessing these things. So am I right? Am I wrong? That would make us three for three on the guesses because you are right. Yo! <laughs> I'm very impressed. Yeah. That's great. That was the song that I made me be like, oh, I should recommend this one. But trying to find mm. like an album album that showed mm. a little bit more of them is was a little bit difficult because they don't have that much yet. Right, right. So that's why we chose Reworks. <laughs> yeah, overall good album, in my opinion. I liked it. So to wrap up, today we learned a lot about music and our impressions of each other. And luckily, we've known each other for a couple of years, so that's the only way that we got a couple. this right. More than a couple at this point. Because we've never met in person. So, <laughs> that is good yeah. So, yeah, so we're really guessing. We're really shooting in the dark. So, yay, we understand <laughs> each other. 
Yeah, and I also love that all of us are like, I'm horrible at guessing, and all of us <laughs> were correct. <laughs> yeah, we all got the right one. It's incredible. We figured out how to think like each other. Yeah. Internet friends can become real friends. You never know. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So this was pretty fun for us. So hopefully we repeat this at some season in the future. Not next season, but and at another time. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, then please make sure to rate, subscribe, follow, tell your friends about us, and review us on Podchaser. If you want to interact with us or just see more of our content, then you can follow us on Twitter at KpopSunbase or on our other social media platforms, which will be in the description. Also, don't forget that our next episode comes out on October 15th, 2023. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Annyeong.